I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Coming up on TMS, spayed and neutered the Bob Barker secret. Sucked into hooker business. Don't call me Shirley Sackbutt. That guy with the needle lied. Wrecked him. Damn near killed him. Why can't Mr. Freeze be swole? Night courts and afros. Apply for your circle today. Talky parts, karaoke. Imposter antipasti. Good morning, Las Vegas in the morning. The news this morning. Good morning. Conspiring to do nothing. The Abe Vigoda list. Same body, different head with Steven and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Stop. If you you're tired of bad luck. If you think your life is jinxed, now you can change it with E. David Scott's curse removal. Call this number and follow simple instructions. It really works. Within two days, I won this car in a drawing at $20,000. Open your mouth and say, ah! The Morning Stream. We're not toys. We're action figures. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It is the Monday morning TMS for January 9th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Nibbett. That's what we're going to do in the new year. Everything's going to be more halting and quick. That's how we're going to do it. Yeah, that's right. It's our first Monday show of the year. Scott. Oh, shit. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, because we didn't do Monday last week. We didn't do Monday last week. Mm. Just, just uh, you know, like a, a dumb, fun thing to point out right yeah. there. Hey, it's a real Monday show of the year, everybody. That's what I did earlier with, uh, so I was just looking up names for no reason. I was just interested yeah. in who's still alive but shouldn't be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sounds yeah. weird. Uh, but, <laughs> but I noticed. Who's still alive but shouldn't be? <laughs> I know. Oh, Tell me you've got a list like Arya Stark. <laughs> well, I, fig- I figured about, so I was looking at about 100 years because, you know, yeah. 2023, 1923. Sure. There's your 100 okay, years. Okay, yeah, right. And uh, Bob Barker and yeah. Hes- Henry Kissinger were both born in 23. Oh, really? So Bob Barker turns 100 this year. They both do, yeah. They both turn 100. I don't know how those two are doing it. I keep thinking he's dead, but he's not, he's not dead. He's living. Yeah. Uh, and then... It got me to thinking. Well, what are some other people that we think of as ancient or long ago or whatever that aren't that would have either been younger or the same age? And I found out that Martin Luther King Jr. and Anne Frank, these people we feel like we only ever saw in black and white, they're from a different yeah. era, sort of thing. Yeah, they were born. They're younger than these two chuckleheads. They were born. Oh in, no way! Yeah, really? They were born in twenty nine. 
Uh, oh, that's that is amazing. Like if you would have said, "Hey, who who's older? Who would have been older? Anne Frank or Bob Barker?" I would have right. said, "Well, Anne Frank for sure." Yeah, hundred percent. Martin Luther King is another one. Jeez, it's Louise. a safe bet, right? You just feel yeah, like you would I'm not. Kidding. There would be no way that that would be the case. But the these these hundred year old dudes uh, yeah. are, are are there. I don't think Keith Richards isn't that old, guys. I think he's like in his eighties. I think he's still like yeah, but he he's always the person people go to because he looks like he's (laughs) yeah, and he's seen some stuff, you know, know, thousand years old, forty three. So yeah, he's he's actually a lot younger than that. Yeah, makes him uh, uh, somebody brought up seventy nine because they've got that new Night Court uh, show that's going to be coming back. Like it's uh, oh, there's a Night Court show. What I didn't know this. There's a new Night Court, and it stars the woman who played. Wallowitz's wife. Oh my! Why am I? I mean, you know, I stopped watching Big Bang Theory after like the second or third season when I when I saw all the jokes. Sure, uh, you'd seen all there was to <laughs> the first, see when yeah. I saw them do use the same jokes the first time around. Yeah, they were all out of uh, it. Yeah, Melissa. Ah, uh, can't remember. Oh, uh, the little blonde. Um, the blonde, the blonde woman. Yeah, here she is. Yes, Rutch. Melissa Rutch. Rouch. Rouch. She Rouch. was. Oh, there was another show that we watched. Holy cow. It was um, about somebody taking down a, like a Jim and Tammy Baker style empire. And it was on HBO. Mm. Oh, man. Never going to remember that. Anyway, so somebody brought up the fact that uh, we need a new night court because Jean Larroquette is like the only one still living from the, from the old night court. Right. And he's in this. And he's in this. Um, yeah. Isn't the but lady, I, I think that there's a, oh no, Richard Maul's not confirmed. He's still alive, but he's he's not confirmed whether he's coming back or not. That's right. Yeah. Uh, to play B- uh, Bull Shannon. No, Richard Maul passed away. Oh no, he's, he's still alive. That's yeah, he's right. still living. I don't know why they don't, yeah. uh, maybe he's, I mean, he's like nine foot tall. And when you're that old and that tall, you usually can't he's move. Got a full Afro now, by the way, Richard Maul. Really? Amazing. No. <laughs> that would be amazing. That'd be great. That would be so good. Uh, yeah, Roz, Roz is still alive too, and Roz is in it, right? I, I don't know if she is. Is she? Is she the little angry black lady? Uh, yeah, she. Uh, well, if that's yeah, her, Marsha Warfield. I don't know if that's her. Let's see. Here, I'll, show, I'll send you this picture. These people look familiar to you because this is the cast. I don't know who any of these right, people are see. except for the one we talked about. Oh, this and is the new the new cast. This is the new yeah. cast. So here you go. Yeah, John Larroquette, and uh, you haven't sent it to me. You must have sent it to somebody else. No, I'm still sending it. There it is. Okay. It. There no, it is. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes it takes a second. Oh, no. Is that not Let's her see. or someone we supposed to know her? Rouch. The, the, the short little black lady over there? She not from the first show? I don't think so. She looks... Younger than I would assume Roz would be. That's, uh, a, that's a good point. It's not her, says Chat. Yeah. Uh, well, Larroquette looking pretty cool. But uh, Larroquette looking great. I yeah. like the I like the the white, you know, the the David Letterman beard on uh, Larroquette. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down for this. This sounds like fun. Yeah. Why not? Sure. Sure. I mean, it sure, may, may if it disappoints, fine. But my guess is it, you know, it'd be fine. Is it a limited thing? Are they looking for long term run? Or? Oh, no idea, no idea. Mm. Um, now, I'm curious. Oh, the reason I brought this up is because um, I was when somebody said Roz was still alive when they were talking about this. I was thinking about the original old old bailiff that worked alongside Bull Selma. Oh. 
Uh, oh, season one, season two business. Season one, season two. Right. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, that woman's still alive. Holy cow! I don't know what she's doing, but that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's a Bob Barker living. I don't, know right. what, I don't know what Bob Barker's doing to be a hundred. <laughs> I don't either. He, you know, he got spayed and neutered, so I guess... Uh, Is that all it takes? <laughs> yeah, just get spayed and neutered. And uh, he, he had both done, by the way. Oh, maybe off hours. He was... Well, no, didn't he show the people how to spin that big wheel? He would show them, right? He would grab it and pull. You know, the big... Uh, the big you know, I know the wheel you're talking about. I don't think I ever remember him having to show them. I think he would just... He would just move it to show them... All right, you get a dollar and you get a thousand dollars, and then you get a bonus spin, and then you move it out. And then, like, you showed the 15 and the five being like, if you get on one of these, you get an additional five thousand dollars. And before the show ends, there are too many damn dogs and cats in the world, so freaking get them neutered and spayed. They're everywhere. (laughs) There's two of them them doing it behind the Plinko board. Come on, (laughs) let's get these these animals spayed and neutered. I think I might be thinking, did, uh, 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 True Blood did when when um, Melissa Rauch was on True Blood was she uh, uh, was she like a um, no she wasn't a um, like a Tammy Faye Baker kind of thing I just can't remember hmm. so if Marsha Warfield was born in oh it doesn't say 54 she, she probably still around doing fine Oh, and the other thing I was trying to think of, like, all right, without looking at the plot of the new Night Court, mm-hmm. uh, do you think that the new character is the is any relation to Judge Harry Stone? Like, do you think they're doing a thing where now they're carrying on uh, Harry Stone with a new with what a new if character? It's like her granddaughter, or his granddaughter, or something like that. Biocow says yes. I mean. I don't know if it's confirmed, but that'll annoy me a little. Is it his daughter? Yeah, it's his daughter. Get ready to be annoyed. She's Judge Abby Stone, the daughter of Harry Stone. Okay. I mean, it's a comedy. I can guess I can can let that go more for comedies. Sure. It's a little less. I'm a little less worried about continuity. Um, That's fine. That guy died way too early anyway. So. Oh, he really did. His, His cheers stuff was some of the best. Like great. him conning everybody and then them saying, ah, get out of here, Harry. Ah, we got him out of here before he conned anybody. And then they look and all their pants are gone or something. <laughs> yeah, he was great. I always felt like Night Court was an unofficial spinoff for him because he obviously things took off for him on, on uh, Cheers. <laughs> yeah, but that, would, that would be a hilarious character. Like, all right, he's the guy who fleeces everybody out of their money on Cheers. And he's a judge. And he's a judge. <laughs> yeah. Been a lawyer for years. Finally got moved up to judge. Uh that would have made perfect sense, but I of all I the you his know book somewhere, I bought his book, the how to how to win friends and steal their money or something. I can't remember. It was like a because he was, was actual was, magician, right? He did like real magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a street magician and and like close up close up magician, but uh, he also was like all those things that he did on Cheers was absolutely what he did in in real life. Oh, Games wow. you can't lose. Thank you. Max Trollbot. Yeah, it was stuff like walk into a bar and, and put a dollar under a shot glass and and tell, uh, you know, bet somebody that you can take that dollar without touching the glass. And then I need to know more of those tricks. I don't know any of that stuff. 
They're great. Well, you have to go to a bar to use them, though, Scott. That's the problem. Is that the rule? You use them on, like, Van's going to come over, going to take his dollar. Can I go to, like, a, I don't know, next time I'm on Fremont, can I plop down one of those little circles, you know, and... Uh, no, you you got to if you want one of those circles, Scott. You better you better f- uh, fill out your application right now. Because yeah. Jaina in our in our chat room wants to uh, do a ukulele performance of every Weird Al Yankovic song that she knows, and and do it in one of those circles. And she's finding out it's a very difficult thing to uh, just <laughs> to just reserve the thing. I, I'm guessing because yeah. I don't. Yeah. Does the state, does the city, or the whatever charge for that? They probably charge for it, right? Uh, no, you you just have to. You, I think it's. I don't think you have to pay. I think you just have to. Oh, you just fill out an application it. and talk about what you're going to be doing, so they can make sure. All right. Well, we've already got a nun with her boobs hanging out. We don't need a second one of those. Yeah, we didn't need a whole monastery full of topless nuns. <laughs> oh, that's Jeez right. Louise. Well, that, yeah. that's interesting. I didn't realize there was a process to that. Obviously, there would be because not yeah. everyone can get one. But um, I always assumed it cost money. And I always wondered, how are these guys, do they make enough? Because it's all just people mm-hmm. chucking dimes into a can. They must. I'll bet you they do. They must. They must. Can we, hey, anyone out there, listeners, or know anybody in that business, walking around mm. in like... Uh, yeah, a Fremont that, Street. Like I, I'd like to know the dude who does like um, uh, airbrush paintings in one of those circles right like right, you know right that's always um, a draw people are always watching that wearing the wearing the big old mask <laughs> like breather while everybody's standing around just breathing the air the airbrush fumes like oh i love that art oh right. i don't know why i feel so great right now why i'm dizzy but i want that art yeah getting a contact cancer is what you get there Right, spend exactly. too much time watching yeah. that guy but maybe he, we should have maybe yeah. we should put you in one of those circles uh during tms vegas and have you draw cartoons of people oh lord no you're not really a caricaturist. No, but also, even if I was, that sounds like a nightmare. I don't know it why. It's horrible, doesn't it? It does sound bad. I don't even know why. It, it shouldn't sound bad. It's fine. You're drawing people. If that's what yeah. you do, that's what you do. But I don't know why. That sounds bad to me. It sounds horrible. I don't yeah, know that's, why. That's Al, that is Al Green, by the way, Brain Bro Bright. Um, how about I'll, I'll stand in one of those circles for a few hours on Fremont, and yeah. uh, it'll just be a sign that says, uh, I will roll my eyes at you, $2. Ah, that's worth every. I'd pay 2 bucks. Yeah, just you know, you come up, you put your two dollars in. I'm like, see now that makes me wonder if they would. Uh, oh yeah, if I filled out the application yeah. saying that I would, I roll my eyes at people. I'm a professional eye roller. Yeah, would and, they uh, would they accept your application? I wonder. Like because I know they get other weird stuff. It's like, oh, what do you do? I, I jam balloons in my nose and then pull them out of my right. ear. Yeah, I mean, there's exactly there's some weird. Yeah, I would love to see that. That would be great. <laughs> you should sign up for it. Use it for like ten minutes, yeah. and then give it to whoever needs it. You know, I don't know who. I don't know, some nobody's just um, waiting around to use it, but just do it. Yeah, the apl- the application process or all that stuff. That's the part I don't really have the time for. Like the ten minutes in the circle, great, I could do that. Yeah. Not that I don't already have so many things that I'm like juggling for for making TMS Vegas uh, run smoothly and please everyone who attends. Yeah, you got to please everyone. Got to please everyone. I'm trying to trying to juggle all these people who are like, hey, I want to do this during uh, TMS Vegas. Oh, I want to schedule this. I'm like, okay, all right, we do want to do that. We want to do that. We want to schedule that. But hold on, because <laughs> let me get everything, let me get everything firmed up that has to happen, and then we can start like scheduling stuff around that that everybody's going to want to attend. Yeah, and don't expect every little uh, idea you get. Like if every one of you had an idea of a thing, there's not mm-hmm. enough time in that three days to do it. Yeah, but I freaking want karaoke. Somebody wants to do karaoke. I want to go back to that ninja karaoke place that uh, you go that for jury, it. 
jury rented. Oh, you don't have to sing, Scott, but you got to come. Oh, I'll go. I'll go. I'm just not singing. I'll never get up there ever. So does everyone know that now? I'm pulling you in. I'm pulling you in for the chorus of Africa. Hell no. Here's here's how this will go. I will go. I will sit. I will smile. I will laugh. I will enjoy. I will not be on that microphone. Not even at all. Uh, not right, even okay, for a second. Well, what about what about if I were to do uh, Love Shack? Would you pull in the uh, the Fred Schneider? Oh shit! You would now. You're totally thinking about it. Oh, I see this happening now. I see? might I might do the Fred Schneider. As long as I don't have to sing, I'll do it, Brian. If all I have to do is go, I got me a Chrysler, and just do that, I'm in. Yeah. Or I'll if I that. did the Offspring, can I get you to do? You gotta keep you them separated. separated. Yeah. Or Unta Globen. If you do a yeah, uh, yeah, you'll do the Def Leppard talkie parts. All right, I'll do everybody, talkie pick your parts. songs. Yep. Oh, I'm I'm your hype man. I'm, it's the guy on the side. I was yeah, going, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right I'm in. <laughs> we figured out a way. <laughs> we figured out a way to I get. Knew, me, I knew me. I could do it. That was way too easy. I didn't. Have, you didn't have to like bribe you or anything. Yeah, because for years, well, for decades, I have I've made it clear. Even when I was in China, all these business people were like, "We got to go karaoke. It's amazing here. It's it's what they do. It's so cool." I'm like, yeah, I'm good, dude. I'll be at this hotel. I'm good. I'm not going to your stupid karaoke. <laughs> and those guys got all drunk and messed up for our meeting the next day. And two of them uh, got yeah. suckered into like uh, young girl business, hooker business. Oh, really? And then their oh, wives wow. found Jeez. out when we got home and they all got, those two guys got divorced. And so I'm thinking, well, I, you know, I just stayed at the hotel and I think dorked around on my computer at the time. So I was, yeah. I stayed away from that nightmare but that's not Smart. what this is i'll go i'll do yeah. i'll do the i got me a chrysler at seats about 20 i'll do it okay cool i'm thinking Can't. i might i wonder if i could get you uh let's see so if i do are you lonesome tonight by elvis can i get you to do the middle part where he says oh they say that everyone is a, love is a stage and I will, everyone I'll must play that. their part i'll do that okay anything right, with talking i'm in cool Perfect. i'm a good talker right. i just can't sing Funny thing is, my mom says I can sing, but I just don't do it. I ever do. Oh, everybody's mom says they can sing. Everybody's mom says they should be on American Idol. That's true. My dad said yeah. I should send cartoons to David Letterman's show. I'm like, Dad, <laughs> Dad, they don't do that's nothing they yeah, do for that that fantastic uh, weekly cartoon segment that he does. Yeah, like even like he didn't even say SNL, which at the time had ambiguously gay duo or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Robert Smigel. Yeah. yeah, had a few other things like that. And he didn't ever suggest that. He was just like, oh, you should send those to Dave. I'm like, Dad, they don't care. Yeah. They, why would they care? I did a couple of letters, you know, the Friday <laughs> mailbag thing they used to do? Sure, sure. I sent letters. They never got read, but I sent them. He's like, he wants there to be a... Uh you know the equivalent of Jay Leno's headlines or whatever it is they want. He wanted that for uh, Letterman to have. It's time for cartoon. Hey, hey, Paul, you got any? You got any, you got any let's look at cartoons music. Ah, Dave. Ah, Dave. I saw. By the way, I saw a trailer for a movie that seems like it's right up your alley. It's called Funny Papers. I think. Oh, documentary or what? No, it's a. Um, uh, it's a comedy drama thing. Or funny pages, sorry, funny pages. And um, let's see here. It looks like uh, a bitingly funny coming of age story of a teenage cartoonist who rejects the comforts of a suburban life and a misguided quest for soul. Okay, I was on a misguided quest for soul for the <laughs> for the latter part of 2022. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, Ron Rifkin's in that. He's supposed to be a jerk. Um, 
Oh, That's really? interesting. It's a little indie movie kind of deal. Yeah, a little indie movie. Um, uh, looked like, like from the trailer, I thought it was like the original story of like a Mad Magazine, R. Crumb kind of kind of thing. I don't know. Recognize too many of these people. Let's see here. No. Rated R. When's this coming? Is this a thing that's Andy, out? Andy Milanakis. We know him from something. He's a little... Um, it's, uh, it's he's that guy that's out, like 60, but he looks 12 or something? <laughs> yes. Okay. I think it's out, but not streaming yet. Okay. Just watch. Let's I think it's say. making its... Uh, it's doing the, the circuit. The uh, Well, that means uh, we'll have it in no time. Yeah, exactly. You know? Oh, I can buy it right now on Apple TV for 13 there bucks. You go. I'll wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd yeah. wait. Anyway, that, right. I saw the trailer for that and said, oh, Scott, right right there. Nice. Uh, got a couple things. I got a yeah. second shingles vaccination because you're supposed to get two. And you're supposed to get yes. them uh, right. two to six months after you get the first one. I'm about month four. Okay. Uh, so it was time. I was like, I got to yep. do this now. We're going to make me redo it. <laughs> right. And that first and, one sucked. It was like eight hours yeah. of misery. It was awful. And so I asked the guy at the place, I said, now I've cut some time out for this Saturday after, you know, it was after film sack and all that. Mm-hmm. I go, I'd love it if it was that or shorter. And he goes, oh, the second one's nothing. It's no problem. It's like, cause your body's already used to it. You're not going to have a huge reaction to the second one. You're going to be fine. Plus you'll yeah. never have to have one again. Cause you're done. I said, okay, <laughs> I believe you. I get the shot. I go home about an hour into it. I start to feel it. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. We, we expect this to go somewhere between six and eight hours. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I just feel awful and fluey. My skin's on fire. It's just a horrible, awful thing. Mm, it's yeah. like a taste of the real shingles. I don't want the real thing. <laughs> okay. Every can of shingles comes with a prize. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So pop, I have... Once you pop, you can't stop. Exactly. So I keep having this this horrible feeling, and it's just kind of make, you know putting me down, making me tired. It's like flu mixed with like... Um, I don't even know what to call it. It's just burning. Everything burns. So six hours comes, no relief. Eight hours comes, no relief. We're moving on to like hour 12. I'm like, this is not easier than the first time you lying bastard at the pharmacy. (laughs) So anyway, it goes and goes and goes until like late afternoon yesterday. So it's basically not more than 24 hours, not quite 36, something in between. Yeah. And it finally abates, and I finally feel better, although it's still a little, this arm is like killing me, the one that put the shot in. Oof. But man, if this is just the shingles vaccine, I cannot God. imagine the nightmare that is actual shingles. And I've talked to a few right? people that have had it, and they say it's the most miserable experience they had in their entire life. So if you're over 45, go get the damn thing, get it over with, so you never have whatever the hell that is. Oh, and also here's the trick. So yeah. I, two of my kids don't ever have to get it, because they were inoculated against chickenpox. But Taylor was born before that inoculation happened. Mm-hmm. So she has to get this one day. Yeah. I had chickenpox as a kid, which means you definitely have to get it when you're older. Or you're or you're just huger, much huger risk to get the shingles. And the shingles is like barbed wire under your skin is how someone described it to me. Who's, who's had it. My sister-in-law had God. it. It was terrible. So I guess I'm going to say it was worth it, but my whole weekend went to shit. The whole thing. Just yeah, but that's, I mean, if it's going to, if it's going to kill two days, <laughs> let it kill a weekend, sadly, than, than a work day, you know? I know. It was nice though. Cause I was like, oh, this whole week, the one for the first weekend in like 10 weekends, I have some yeah. time to chill or do what I want or whatever. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't in my favor, Brian. Miserable. Uh, quick miserable. Uh, call. We got a call from a listener. 
Ooh, I like this. All I right, know. cool. It's been a bit since we've had one of these. Call this, then. Call then. Yes. This is from um, uh, the number 801-471-0462, and I will let it speak for itself. Hey, TMS. you guys ever think that everything you have will just be taken away for no reason? Like all the money you've earned and all the friends you have and all the accomplishments you've earned are just borrowed. They're not really yours, and someone's going to figure it out and take it all away from you because... You don't actually deserve it, and you're going to be ruined and embarrassed and lose everything for no reason, but it's always in the back of your mind. I feel like that sometimes. Do you? I mean, it's basically he's describing imposter syndrome. It's a yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. I want to drink with that guy in Vegas, by the way. <laughs> right? He's a good yeah. drinking companion, this guy. He's he really good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, ooh, man. I, think, I think everybody's uh, had some, some piece of this, right? For sure, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, yeah, less about my money and my material possessions, but yeah, there totally is like, oh yeah, what if my, you know, one day just my uh, any accomplishments I might have had are are gone, which reminds me, I actually need to accomplish something. But, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, note to self: if I, once something. I accomplish something, I'd hate for that accomplishment to be taken away from me and sure, and sure, forgotten and. Yeah. But I think everybody does this to some degree. Yes, for like, sure. It is it's absolutely imposter syndrome. And, even uh, the most wickedly like successful human beings on this planet have moments of feeling like they don't mm-hmm. deserve it or they didn't really do it or someone's going to come and say surprise it was all a ruse you're out of here. Like that's just a thing, I think. So caller if you if you feel like that every once in a while, that's totally understandable. We all feel like that every once in a while. If you feel like that more frequently than every once in a while, then maybe Maybe talk to somebody and uh, and, yeah, and uh, wouldn't hurt. Wendy could give you some recommendations or a book from Amazon. Mm-hmm. This is what, <laughs> this is, my wife drives my wife crazy, but anytime I have to get up in front of a ton of people, yeah. including that BlizzCon where it was the most ton of people I'd ever been in front of, yeah, without fail, every time something like that's over, even if it's ten people or a hundred people or twenty eight thousand people, when I get done and I get off stage, my first question to her was that okay? Was that okay? Was that all right? Did I do okay? I have no idea. Because in your head, you don't. You're not really there. You're kind of there, and right? You're, you're doing your you're thing, but you don't know how it went. Disembodied. Yeah. When I did the, um, I did my thing at the Hall of Fame podcaster Hall of Fame. It was like that. Like I, well, I freaked out a lot right before it. Uh, I think there's a story out there somewhere, somewhere of that. But got off the stage and uh, sat back down with the team. Like, did I, did I hit all the points I needed to hit? Did I forget anything? Did I? Yeah, and what's funny is even when Tina, or in my case, Kim, tells us, oh, yeah, it was great, it was great, you still go, really, are you sure? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Did they really? Because we don't believe mm-hmm. it. It's just, a, yeah. it's people, man. Yeah, it's natural. Yeah. I think we're all meant to, we're meant to be a little self-effacing. You know the people I don't trust are the ones that are just gung-ho up there and come back and know they nailed it. I don't trust them at all. You know what? No, I don't. I trust them and I envy them. Like, I wish I could completely completely look as natural and as as confident and as calm and all that stuff as uh, some of the people I see up st- up on stage like that. Like, see, but we assume like, they're like that. Most that? of them aren't even doing that. Like some of them. Yeah, right. Like, like uh, again, I've been told when I'm doing these things that I seem like I'm all good. Mm-hmm. But inside, it's like turmoil. Mm-hmm. So... You know, for all I know, nobody ever feels that way. And those who yeah. do might be, they're, they're probably a little too cocky for my taste. I probably don't want to hang around those people. <laughs> you know? I think also if you did it on a, like if we did TMS 
live in front of an audience, in front of an audience of people that we're sitting there looking at, not just a bunch of names scrolling on a screen. But if we did that daily, every four times a week in the uh, uh, 52 weeks a year, we'd get to the point very quickly, I think, where it'd be like, oh, yeah, we get up there, we do our thing, and it's no big deal. And we're looking at all these people, and we know we did okay. Yeah, that's we, true. That's true. We've kind of, we've kind of learned to not disembody ourselves as we're up there and be in the moment and hear the people laughing and hear the reactions and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I could see. So I, I guess what we're that. saying is uh, TMS, Ve- uh, TMS Vegas, uh, make an announcement. It's going to be a forever residency at the Sand Dollar every day. Be every there. day, four days a week, yep. uh, 52 That's weeks right. a year. Yep. Get ready, exactly. everybody. So, we're gonna, so we're, be there for that. We're like the Marie Osmond of... Uh, <laughs> performing performing in Vegas in the morning to an audience of five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I don't know what, but what awesome... Including the guy pushing the thing that, that waxes the floor of the Sand Dollar. <laughs> is that... Uh, will that be our venue? You want to just do it That'll there? That'll be our venue is the Sand Dollar, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's new. You know, it's clean. Yeah, uh, we can't pull in. We can't pull in. Uh, you know, we're not pulling in the, the MGM Theater or... Uh, Let's get one where they do a lot of the nudity. Caesar Dome or anything like that. Let's get some nudity place, like a place that does nothing but like uh, absinthe uh, stuff, N- right, naked people exactly. all the time. That's where we want to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, September we got the Sand Dollar. We just we have it Tuesday night instead of Wednesday night. So Wednesday night is going to be the Arcadathon tourney competition thing, like we did last time. Yeah, but the night before, Which... we'll be having the show. We'll have the show the night before, and then so that way Scott and I can just sit there and play the games and enjoy ourselves, and yep, and somebody else maybe have somebody else run the uh, the leaderboard so I can go play games instead of having to be sitting at the bar saying, "All right, how'd you guys? Who won of the who won that game? All mm-hmm. right, good. Yeah, that'd be great. Also, hopefully that place will fix uh, Asteroids Deluxe by the time I get there. Doubt it, because that button was effed. <laughs> that thing was so effed up. I wanted to play that so bad, and the, the buttons were all effed on that machine. So maybe they will. I don't know. Get enough complaints, you'll you'll get things done. Uh, all right. Hey, it's time for us to play a game. Yes. Uh, before we forget to do that, let's do it. Uh, Got to pull in Dunaway. It's the half asses. It's Monday. That's the That's tradition. Right. Sit back and enjoy this as I find all my buttons. There we go. Let's play this button here. While we wait for... Oh, there he is. Brian Dunaway joins us all the way from South Carolina for a little half-asses. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Hey. Oh, hi, Brian. Hey, man. Good uh, Monday morning. Yeah. How was your what weekend? What it is. What'd you do this weekend, Inkman? <laughs> uh, let's see. I uh, did more 3D printing, did film sack with my mm. friends, played some retro video games, uh, rearranged my office some... Uh, ordered a uh, IKEA lac table so that I can build a uh, custom enclosure for my 3D printer. Yeah, uh, you know, just, just normal what stuff. What Brian does in the weekend? Yeah, normal yeah. stuff. It's a normal guy stuff. Sounds like it's pretty <sighs> cool. Living like living your dream, dude. Living living large. Uh, it's living good to have large. you here. We're gonna play this game. Brian's gonna explain how it works. Who's going to win prizes potentially? And uh, we'll be off to the races. Brian, take it Sounds away. Sounds good. While I'm doing this, guy, make sure you log into the game. Yeah, that'd be good, right? <laughs> yeah, welcome to the morning. Half-Ass is a trivia game. We're actually going to be giving Scott and Brian the answers. I'm going to give them a category and six possible answers, three of which are correct and three that are incorrect. Just lies. Just just fake news is sadly what they are. Yeah. Depending on... People tell me it's fake news. Uh, depending
depending on how confident they feel with the category, they can provide one, two, or three guesses. But if any of those guesses are wrong, eh, you get zero for that round. Get one right, you get a point. Get two right, gets three points. And get all three correct, and you get five freaking points for that round. We'll play three rounds, and the person with the most points after all those three rounds wins the prize for their contestant. Who, who are these contestants, you may ask? Well... I'd pulled members of the tadpole that aren't able to listen live. Scott, you're pa- playing for Bob, Cliff Clavin's mailman, Finnegan, in Milford, Connecticut. Nice. Truth. That. Love that guy. Yep. Brian, you're playing for John Phillips, not Sousa, in Brick, New Jersey. I hear Jersey! He, he lives in a brick and he's drowning slowly. Oh, geez. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. All right. It's not, it's not good. Get that looked at. Slowly. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, your first question here. First, it's got his own show going on. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. It's a show of one, clearly. All right, let's get to the first question here. And uh, your first category is woodwind instruments. Six woodwind, or three of these are real woodwind instruments. Three of these are not. Your uh, first question is euphonium, contrabassoon, sackbutt. Ocarina, Ocarina, <laughs> English horn, the kind of, there might be one gimme in this thing, and French horn. Three of these are real, three of these are not woodwind instruments. Woodwind interest. Oh. Okay, so that's wind important. Woodwind yeah, instruments. That is important. a very clear distinction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really want the sack butt to be real. I do too, really, very much so. Yeah, I think I'm going to choose it. <laughs> those, are the, those are my two. I ain't, t- I ain't going too far hard and on this. Scott's locked in. Um, I'm I'm debating on this one because I don't think it's a. All right, locking in. There we go. All right, ooh, you both locked in with two, and you both you both locked in with different ones. So you've selected four I'm between good. the two good. of you, which means at least one of those is wrong. Uh, yeah, the euphonium is uh, brass. Yeah, the contrabassoon is wood. Oh, it is the sack butt. Is brass. Damn it! And the ocarina, yeah, yeah. the ocarina is wood. The French horn also brass. Your uh, okay. So the there. ocarina is okay. The ocarina mm-hmm. is a woodwind. Okay. I saw you. I saw you select that one and then unselect it. Yeah, the English I couldn't horn, decide. The ocarina yeah. and the contrabassoon. Oh, I hear I put, you. I, I hear you play French by going horn. up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> French horn's a big old, French horn big old brass horn. bugger. That thing. Everything else is brass. Euphonium, sack yeah. butt, and French horn. So sack butt, a real instrument, but sadly it's a brass. I want to know what a sack butt is. I'll look like yeah, after the know. show. Sure. Yeah. All right. Ends with butt, butt, and it ends in the the type of instrument ends with ass. Sack Let's get butt. to question number two. Mm-hmm. As we go with zero points. Names that were once more popular for boys than girls in the U.S. So these are all names, three of which were more popular for boys than girls at one time. Uh, Samantha, Blanche, Lacey, Shirley, Ashley, and Audrey. At one point, three of those were more popular than than uh, for boys than they were for girls. All right, let's see. <laughs> Sackbutt. Sack Thank you, butt. Adam Driver. I love that voice. Sackbutt. <laughs> um, all right. Boy, howdy. Names yeah. of one. Boy, howdy is right. More popular for boys than girls. People would be saying howdy to boys named three of these things uh, in the U.S. More popular names for boys than girls. I think I know two, so I'm locking them in. Okay. I'm right. guessing three. Ooh. I'm going for it. Go for it. All right. You going guys are both locked it. in. Uh, both of you locked in on Ashley, by the way. Ashley 
way more popular Ash. for boys at one point than for girls. I don't know the years on these, sadly, but uh, so Ashley right. is correct. Like you I've both got that, that one. Shirley also more popular oh, than uh, for boys than girls. Uh, oh. Lacey being the third. So Blanche and Audrey, which you guys chose, were not more popular for boys. Surely, than for girls. But really. The actual answers: Lacey, Shirley, and Ashley. I don't know why I'm so surprised by I Shirley. Never, I would have never guessed Lacey though. That's weird. Yeah, okay, right. weird. Yeah, it's hard to believe that was popular for anybody. Lacey, yeah. but Ashley, yeah. I've heard before, like in movies or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ash yeah, and, the character, yeah. right? Yeah. The Pokemon guy is really Ashley Ketchum. That's right, Ashley right, Ketchum. Right, yeah. Got to catch them all. And then Audrey, that just makes sense. That that's uh, uh, what's the Gene? Uh, that's the last name, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, I see. That. <laughs> yeah. And that's Audrey, not Audrey. Audrey, Gene yeah. Audrey. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, heck, we've got one last question here. I hope you guys do better on this one because right. right now we're zero points. Okay. Inventions named after a person. So which of these six items are uh, named after the person who invented them? Uh, is it the tarmac, cardigan, bidet, jacuzzi, samba, and battery? Three of those are named after the person that invented them. Uh, let jacuzzi be a real person. I know, that'd be great, right? Oh, it's gotta jacuzzi. be. <laughs> I'm locking in three because why not? All I'm right. going all in. All right, Let's Scott's locked in. Oh, Brian's locked in as well. You guys both with you, one. You guys both locked in on jacuzzi. Yeah, because it's yeah. what else like is some that Italian even? name, right? Huh? I'm I'm Benerto Jacuzzi, yeah. and this is my hot bath. Everybody, climb in. Yeah, that uh, sounds right to me. Like Ferrari or Lamborghini, those are all. That is 100 percent correct. Okay. Yes, it was Candido Jacuzzi was the inventor of the jacuzzi. Nice. Uh, the cardigan, as uh, as Scott also selected, was oh, uh, nice. named after the Earl of Cardigan, the seventh oh, Earl of job, Cardigan. Who I guess like to uh, like to be warm. Uh, the third one, however, is Tarmac. Shit. Tarmac. Tarmac named after John Loudon. Only need uh, one point. Mick Adams, <laughs> who, uh, who invented a method of putting um, down the tarmac. Putting, yeah. Basically putting rocks of different sizes into a surface to make it hard and, um, and, and, um, uh, unbreakable. Uh, no, no, and what there. he used, what he used was tar <laughs> to hold those rocks in place, uh -huh. and his last name being McAdams, Tar Mac. See, this is so, what you do. Brilliant. If you want to be, somebody said the other day, I think it was Howie Mandel or somebody I was listening to, yeah. said, everyone gets forgotten in history. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. The most popular people today, in 100 years, years, you'll not know their names. Unless... You do shit like this. You're Mr. Mac, whatever, and you put down the tar and you call it tarmac, or tarmac. you're uh, Mr. Jacuzzi. You'll always right. be you'll, a cardigan. You'll, you'll forever be a cardigan. Always. Right. You'll you'll forever be spoken in the same sentence as, uh, <laughs> as <laughs> airplane runways, basically. Yeah. All right, good. Larry in the chat says even Vin Diesel. Yes, uh, especially Vin Diesel. We're gonna forget him in a year, in a hundred years. I promise. Yeah, yeah. that's how it'll work. No one's going to remember anything. Exactly. Right. Uh, so by locking in, there's a great strategy, Brian. Lock in on Jacuzzi, get you one point. That yeah. means that you've won the prize. Oh, I never did say the, the people. Oh, yeah, I did. I said, uh, Brian, Jersey. you won for John Phillips in Brick, New Jersey. Congratulations to uh, John. You're going to be getting a copy of Golf Gang and Railroad oh. Corporation. Feels like feels like for a while we've been giving away golf and train games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Well, here's another like two for you. Yeah. Golf Gang and Railroad Corporation. Uh, but don't worry, uh, Bob Finnegan, uh, when you get back from delivering those heavy Uline catalogs that I don't know why they don't turn those online. You're going to get to come home and play a game of Monster Train with the last Divinity oh, man. DLC. Mm. So DLC is so like everybody going home with uh, plenty of great stuff. Yeah, everybody wins today. And uh, congratulations and well done. Dunaway, you did it. Nice job. Uh, real, real quick, someone pointed out that uh, Richard Mall is in a movie this year called Sleigh Bells. But I looked it up and it says 2018. Is it is it spelled S L A Y bells? Nope, just S L A. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yes, S L A Y bells. It is. You are correct. All right, so great. So it's like oh. a, uh, it's a horror like a, movie. Like yeah. a horror movie. Yeah. Yes. Who, who does he play? Richard Mall play. Oh, Barry Bostwick's in it. Jeez. Oh, you were saying that he plays Barry Bostwick. No, he's in it though. Um, it doesn't. Oh, he I plays wish. Officer Green. Whoever that is. Great. Ah, nice. He's the popo. Hey, Dunaway. Tomorrow night we're doing uh, play retro. What are we doing? I forget. What are we covering? I we're forgot. doing. We're doing. Cru- well, we we start out with Crusaders of Sinti, but we we uh, we expanded to oh, right. the eight and sixteen bit Sega Genesis Zelda likes. Uh, when when Sega almost made at least games. At least as good as the Legend of Zelda first one. Yeah, right? the original stuff. Sure, they tried their best. They tried. They wanted to go yeah. for that crown. They almost did it. They had it within their grasp. There's reasons why it didn't quite work out and never did. But uh, we're going to talk about that. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I've been playing that Senti game. It's really quite good. It's a good game. God, I like. Oh, I it just is like the term Zelda likes. Yeah, a Zelda likes. It's fun to yeah. say, Zelda right? Likes. Yeah, it is totally. Is. So we're going to cover that tomorrow night here at uh, on the live channel frogpants.tv, and of course it'll be on the podcast shortly thereafter with me and Brian Dunaway. Brian Dunaway, is there anything else you'd like to mention or promote or anything at all? Uh, yeah, I like to promote. Uh, know you? <laughs> well, you did it. Nice job. <laughs> All right, well done. We have some time for brief news, and it starts here, right here. It's time for the news, brought to you by... Want to talk about Terriel? Us too! Check out the Diablo Show today, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I'm doing a mini, um, kind of a lore breakdown of his whole deal for as long as we've known him. Which turns out there's a lot more going on with Terriel than I think a lot of players know. Yeah, so, sure. Uh, if you're a Diablo fan, I you may a, want to check that out. I'm sure I've got a Tyrael enamel pin from uh, those days going to BlizzCon and always buying the the new set of pins that they came out with. I have a picture of him back. Oh, yeah, it is behind me. You see the Diablo right there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it was blown up, you'd see that's Tyrael with his wings and stuff. He's in like a little cool. pr- prayer move. I love him. Prayer move. Prayer move. Uh, let's Finish get to him. this. Uh, <laughs> This here story we'll start with uh, L.A. fire crews battle a hand t- sanitizer blaze. Woo! Mm. Yeah, mm. this was gnarly. There's photos and maybe video here. Um, oh, God. It's pretty nasty. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, there is right there. Pull it up for the chat. Um, this did they is- sing um, Happy Birthday while they put it out? <laughs> no, they did not. I was I I, I thought that was once you once you finished Happy Birthday, whether the fire's out or not, you're done. Yeah, That's you're kind of you done. Do. Yeah. Uh, so here's what happened: They took the defensive approach to a small fire in downtown Los Angeles Monday afternoon. The blaze was reported around 11:45 a.m. The incident was first reported as a trash fire, but crews eventually determined a pile of pallets containing hand sanitizer was burning. Uh, the safest operation is to allow for the product to burn off while ensuring it does not damage any vehicles. They said in a statement. Uh, this will help to limit the water runoff, which is being contained by a uh, damming operation. Anyway, white foam surrounded the blaze. You probably thought that was uh, snow. Nope. 
It no, was fire well. retardant, uh, flame retardant goo, foam. Unit. Oh, look at that! Wow. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I saw it and went, "Oh, it snowed in L.A." But looks like it. it. Yeah. Uh, wow. Let's see. Let's see. The fire, which was visible from several miles away, was burning in an industrial area surrounded by vehicles, uh, according to what they saw. No injuries were reported. The cause of the fire is under investigation. If this was 2020, people would be up in arms because we were short on that stuff. But now there's plenty of that hand sanitizer to go around. It's mm-hmm. I hear putting out that fire was pure L. Yeah, it was pure. For those firefighters. Oh, can you imagine the L they went through to get that done? Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, here's a fun story. Hospital evacuated over elderly man with explosive uh, with it with an explosive lodged in his rectum. <laughs> Damn near killed him. Uh, French hospital. Wee oui, wee oui, was reportedly evacuated after an 88-year-old arrived with an artillery shell lodged in his bum. Oh God! Yeah, happened Saturday. What crawled hosp- up your ass, old man? Yeah, World War II ordnance. Uh, let's see. This is a hospital called Saint Mus Muse in Toulon, southern France. Saint Muse. Saint Muse. French public publication Van Van Matten sounds like Van Patten. Dick Van Patten. <laughs> uh, oh, do you hear who died? The kid from that show. Yeah, Adam Rich. Adam Rich. Yeah. They don't know what happened yet, but he's 54 or 5. And, he's young, yeah. Yeah, that sucks. That, I hope that it wasn't. bull haircut finally got him. I guess so. Um, anyway, they reported the elderly man at a World War One. Oh, I thought it was World War Two. World War One artillery shell partially hmm. inside of him. Well, I mean, who can, from that angle, who can tell if it's a World War One or World War Two shell? Yeah, you'd have to take it out, right? Yeah. You'd have to get a little closer look to it. Uh, it says, uh, let's see, parts of the hospital were evacuated uh, and emergency uh, patients were diverted as they dealt with the delicate situation. The shell was about eight inches long and two inches wide. Doctors were able to safely remove the shell and the patient is reportedly doing fine. Thank goodness. Yeah. He's, he shut us out the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> shut us out the bomb. Oh, man. Can you imagine having a... I don't want to think about it. I can't imagine no, having anything no. all up there. Having to go to the hospital with anything in, in your hooter, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. That's why I have an exit-only exit. tattoo right above mine. It's just right there. Exit-only. Yep. That's the that's the greatest tramp stamp ever, I think, yeah. that, that I've seen. Yeah. Yes. That, you've, that, that you've seen. Yeah. That I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other news. Uh, Taylor Swift's cat is worth $97 million. This article wants to make sure you read at the top. And no, we're not kidding. This is... <sighs> Link baby. But anyway, in case you weren't aware, it turns out the pets can have net worths. And one of the richest cats in the world belongs to none other than pop superstar Taylor Swift, whose own net worth isn't anything to scoff at. Really? <laughs> According to the Pet Rich List, which is way more fun title than the Forbes 400. Isn't that the Forbes 500? Yeah, that's so. I think they got that wrong. I could be wrong, but I think they got it wrong. I think it's the Forbes 500. They wrote 400. It four, oh, it's the Fortune 500. The Forbes does have a 400. So oh, Fortune well, 500. Yeah. Never mind. It's the other, it's the other four. Well, then, <laughs> now we look bad. Uh, so let's see. Swiss beloved Scottish fold Olivia Benson. Thing has a full name. <laughs> From Law and Order. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's worth a whopping $97 million, making her the third richest pet in the world. Um <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, I oh, I'm so torn between not caring and I want to know who the first two richest pets in the world I know. are. No, same here. So here's the breakdown. With a whopping 97, uh, they keep saying whopping 97 million dollars in net worth. Olivia has found success outside the world of Instagram influencing. The Scottish Fold earned her fortune, starring alongside her owner in several music videos. Has crashed her own merchandise line. 
crafted. Don't know why I said crashed. Crafted. Or crapped. Because cats crapped. cats get on shit and knock it over. <laughs> so it's a dog, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. She has cameos in many big budget ads, including the likes of Diet Coke and Ned Sneakers. What's Ned Sneakers? No idea. If that was a dude, I wouldn't Ned. trust him. <laughs> you invented the sneaker, by the way, according to the uh, Ned the, Sneaker. Uh, the the, the half assed question was had Ned Sneakers. I don't know who that is. Um, anyway, says that is true. Uh, they make a cameo on Blank Space, the music video, which currently has over mm. three billion views. So I guess you can attribute a value to an animal if they've got this much exposure. Yeah, exactly. I hear uh, you know that's modern. where she'll write your name is in that blank space. Modern human um, life is weird. We're weird. The uh, the number one, number two, a German Shepherd dog named Gunther the Fourth, owned by Italian media company Gunther Corporation, is oh. worth five hundred million. Whoa! Uh, Nala Cat, uh, who has four point four million followers on Instagram, has a hundred million dollar net worth. Now, what does Nala Cat do? Why do I know? That I don't name? know. I honestly don't know. Uh, it's familiar to me. Does uh, I'm hoping Nala Cat bobs up and down in a field of stars, going from left to right, going. We could only be so lucky. Okay, Nala Cat yeah. has 4.4 million followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guinness World Record holder for what? Golly, no kidding. I mean, it's yeah, a cute I, cat. I can't tell what's going kinda on. Kind of cross-eyed. Yeah, he is kind of cute. Yeah. I feel like there are a lot of cute cats, though. I know. Inara, Inara certainly could have this kind of Sure. Kind of Brian, what do you you need to get on the Instagram I need to cat get on. Thing. You know what? There's, a, there's the cover cat Twitter. I need to uh, switch that over to the cover cat Instagram and... Um, Oh, That's these. funny. It's just like so the, it's the first in, the re, the Guinness record is the first Instagram cat to have over four million mm. followers. That's the record. Okay, all right. I feel like we live in a hellscape. Truly. I'd be fine if you know if my cat maybe had a five million dollar net worth. <laughs> I'd be okay if my cat could net me a couple of grand. Yeah, really, exactly. You yes. know, just pay for my Vegas trip. How about yeah. that? Stupid cat. My cat ain't doing nothing for nobody. No, he's no, upstairs not right now. Anything. He's upstairs right now, conspiring to be nothing, to be nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lord of nothing. Ah, stupid cat. Uh, oh, somebody else had. Wait, wait. What's uh, cover cat is not? Uh, oh, Kitty Anara is the the Twitter. Kitty Anara. Oh, did you set one up? Um, I didn't. But uh, we had a listener. Oh, a listener um, did it. Who did for us? Yeah. And I haven't put anything on there uh, since 2018. So, <laughs> yeah, I need uh, I need to uh, see. This is the problem: consistency. You got to put it up there all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like here's my right. cat looking at nothing. Here's my cat standing there because like, that's what they're doing. Yep. All right. Gonna gonna get back. Gonna get on this. Look, yeah. I don't. I only care about putting stuff on my own Twitter. I'm really bad about it, but I can do this for for Anara. All right. Fair enough. Uh, that's going to do it for news for today. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Steven Schleicher will join us. we got a few things to talk about, including a surprise from Oliver Queen. I know. I'm Ooh. excited about this surprise. I kind of am, Can't too. Can't talk about it. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we got some other calls and texts and stuff, so stick around for all of it. But we have to hear this song from Brian. What do you have? But let's get to a song by the... 
uh, UK indie punks known as the Subways. They've got their fifth studio album called Uncertain Joys, which comes out Friday, Friday the uh, 13th, coming up this week via Alcopop Records and uh, Bowden Kuma Recordings. Big thanks to Earshot Media for letting me know about this one. Uh, this is great. This is a really good song, and I've listened to about a third of this upcoming album, and it's it's great. They're from Hertfordshire in the UK. Mm. Here are The Subways and Black Wax. Transition, every transition. Digital effect, digital effect. Graphic, graphic. Title, title. And animation, and animation. You're about to see, you're about to see. Was created entirely with the video toaster, the video toaster from New Tech. I feel the need for speed. The morning stream. Uncle Ben, say something cheerful, will you? And 
And we returned. Regale me mm-hmm. with the details regarding that song again. I shall. That was Black Wax by the band The Subways from their upcoming album, the name of which I just said, and I I, I, I got rid of that thing in front of me that said what it was. Darn but, it. Uh, <laughs> the Good. Subways. Good Hold though. on. I want to make sure I do this right. Let's okay. do this right. All right. The album is called Uncertain uh, Joys. Uncertain Joys coming out this Friday from the band The Subways. Go nice. check out the whole rest of the album. They're Black awesome. Wax, I assume, is a reference to vinyl, like vinyl records? Yeah, I okay. assume so, yeah. It's cool. Yep. Cool way of saying it that. It would make like sense, that. right? I like how it sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Stra- Licorice stra- pizza. Strap in, everybody. The Midwest is calling. Steven Schleicher. Steven Schleicher. <laughs> Steven Schleicher, that's the name. Don't wear it out. He lives in Hayes, Kansas, and is here from Majorspoilers.com to talk a few uh, cool things in pop culture, comics, movies, and more. Steven, welcome back to the show. Hello, Scott. Hello, Brian. How are you guys today? Good. Hello. How's your good. new year so far? How's it going? Um, yeah. Yeah? That good? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that good. Mm, I mean, okay. that's uh, that's uh, saying things. All right. Mm, I mean, ours has been... It's okay. I don't know. You know, it's supposed to be it depressing this time feels like of year. a one step forward, two steps back kind of thing. Yeah, a little bit. But also just, I don't know, there's something about January. The long haul of January is just kind of a blah thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think it's supposed to mm. be. Um, anyway, it's good to have you here. We're going to talk about a few things. We teased it earlier. Let's talk about Oliver Queen returning for The Flash and its final season. Yeah. What do you think yeah, of so this? The Flash is in its final season, and I think they're shooting episode nine right now. And Danica Panabaker, who stars on the show, also tw- I think she's directing uh, episode nine. She tweeted out that Stephen Amell is returning as Oliver Queen, which is important because they don't say he's returning as Green Arrow, who died during the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, right. Mm. Yes. So time travel I shenanigans? That. I think so. Mm-hmm. That's I couldn't remember who she was now and now I know her. Uh, that's kind of cool. That seems like she's more than super invested in the show if she's directing sure, and yeah. like Oh yeah, brunette, she's been- a brunette on Team Flash whose name is escaping me right now. Oh, is yeah. she fast? Does uh, she have a, fa- a speedy thing going for? Her? No, she doesn't. No. She also plays she was Killer Frost. Killer um, Frost, that was it. Yeah. Killer Frost. Yeah, so I think that's I think that's kind of interesting. Of course, uh that word got out and everybody was talking about it. So Stephen Amell went to Instagram and said he's excited to come back and they didn't even uh finish the sentence, do you want to, before he said yes. So uh I'll be honest with you. I hated the last couple of seasons of The Flash, even though I did yeah. a whole podcast about uh, The Flash. I know. I stopped watching it two seasons ago. Like, basically, the, the two the two horrible seasons that you uh, described, I have not watched any of it. It started yeah. so uh, strong. It was such a strong beginning. It was. Oh, it was, it really it was. was great. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it was once, uh, once his uh, girlfriend, Iris, went into the mirror. Mm, yes, exactly. I was like, oh, I think I'm done with yep, this dumb show. That's, that's that's pretty much it. So yeah, I'm not watching the last season. So I hope this works out with them. Uh, somebody in the chat says that Amel needs the money. I don't think he needs the money. Uh, anytime no. he makes an appearance at a convention, he literally is bringing home trash bags full of money. Yeah, um, he's, he's fine. And he's, he's also <laughs> extremely hot and can do that dang ladder deal where you you know. You oh, pull yeah, yourself yeah. up on the the metal ladder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they use that every single chance they could on the on Arrow. Like anytime they could show him doing. That. Is he up to anything yeah. else? Are we? Has he like moved on to movies or anything? Or I feel like I haven't seen I think that he's guy. Still do into else. wrestling, but you know, I mentioned the uh, making lots of money at shows. I think he is one of the creators behind, and I forget what I think it's Fan Expo. I forget which hmm. um, 
which uh, series of uh, conventions that he's also behind, where basically it's you go and you meet uh, stars of different things. And because everything is done as a cash transaction, nobody knows how much money you make from those things. So, oh, I forgot he was that busboy that went that became a uh, male prostitute on that hung show on HBO. I forgot that was him. Yeah. Oh, man. Also, I think he still does some wrestling stuff, too. Uh, like he did do wrestling in the ring stuff. Oh um, really? Several seasons ago. Yeah. What um his brother does stuff. Robert Amell? No, what's his uh, uh, uh I want to say Casey for some reason, but that doesn't sound right. That's, <laughs> that's the Affleck brother. Robbie Amell. Robbie Amell, that's right. Yeah, he's also an actor, yeah. Well, yeah. he's uh, busy doing cool stuff. I was looking at his IMDB, he doesn't seem to be in a ton of things. Oh no, he's in lots of things. He's mm-hmm. fine. That guy's fine. He's fine. Yeah, he was just in that upload thing on uh um, yeah upload is Amazon so Prime. it's it's got another season coming back and yeah. if people haven't seen that show it is surprisingly cute and fun really yeah i watched the first season and it's on my list to watch the second season i might just have to do it uh without tina because we've got a bunch of stuff stacked up for just the two of us but uh the uh the yeah. girl that plays opposite him mm-hmm. uh, i forget what her, her last name is i or her first last name is aiello uh, she was actually a uh, Prince backup singer. Oh, really? Andy, Andy Ello. Ello, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is she related to um? What was their dad's name? Danny, Danny? Ello. Yeah. No, it's spelled differently. Oh, okay. It's uh, just just A L L O from what I'm seeing. But uh, or no, is it A L I O? It's really hard to see because yeah. uh, my eyes are, are bad. I've got bad I got eyes. Bad eyes. Oh, see? see, bad. See, A L L O. Yeah, Andy Ello. Uh, all right, moving on. Let's stay in DC though for a second and talk about James Gunn some more. Um, sure. He is actually so he's he's there to be in charge of like the whole deal. He's the he's the, yeah, the whole DC Feige, Kevin Feige or Feige or whatever mm-hmm. of the DC universe now. Um, but he's also writing an unannounced DC television show. Do we have any idea what it is? No, we don't. And that's the thing that I think frustrates everyone because, you know, we hear them canceling things left and right, shows not getting re- renewed, movies being totally deleted uh, for cost-saving efforts. Uh, he's supposed to be working on a, another season of Peacemaker and a Peacemaker spinoff as well as doing some other things. And he comes out and casually mentions that he is writing um, a new season of something, but he won't tell us what or what it is. Is it possible he's just talking about Peacemaker season two? It, it could be that he's new. talking about that, but I, I think at this point oh, people they wouldn't say an un yeah the unannounced DC TV show. I think that he would just say Peacemaker season two. Yeah, you would right. think so? Right. Um, and he's also supposed to he's also supposed to direct everything uh, mm-hmm. from from Peacemaker season two, and so I think that has people frustrated too because it's like, well, are you writing everything that DC will be putting out in the future? Are you going to be directing everything that DC is putting out in the future? Uh, are, you're you're a co you know you're a co boss there at DC Universe. Uh, what's what's going on? And the answer is we won't know until supposedly later this month when both uh, Peter Safran and uh, James Gunn come out and say, here's our plans going forward. Plus he says today too, that actually they have a big announcement. Yeah. That basically he's going to announce and lay out his plans for, for the DCU. Um, I read something about it I'm being a 10 year plan or something. They're not, they're not yeah, looking, I'm looking to see where, where, you know, where we'll be able to watch that announce, but I'm not seeing it anywhere. So I thought maybe not. I saw something too, but today. I don't know what the timing is on it. He's yeah. uh, here's my guess. I'm just a guess. 
Mm-hmm. But when he went over to do this, I bet part of his deal was I still want to create and direct and write. He didn't want to just go into a boss oh, sure. situation. Sure, 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 sure. So I'm yeah, guessing no. that this think- is this is him. You know, he's always been. He tweets all of his stuff. So it's mm-hmm. not like he's going to stop doing that. And if he's like working on something new, he'll say it. And then everyone goes into a tailspin because they're like, well, what's he doing over there if he's directing? <laughs> it's like, I think he probably just gets to still do why he's in this business in the first place. Mm-hmm. And it might end up still being the best stuff DC will put out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But let him do his thing. It's fine. I totally. And I'm, I was thinking about that. Like if I was suddenly given the reins to the dcu and said okay we're gonna have you be the front runner for all of the new content that dcu is doing tv shows movies etc i kind of would want to as much as i you know i love cavill i love gal gadot i love or godot i love uh um uh, do do uh, chuck the chuck what plays shazam like all of these actors i'd almost feel like yeah thank you zachary levi i i feel like i would want to wipe the slate clean and start fresh so that i can you know have yeah a full a full it's a real mix of that though right because the shazam sequel still coming still yeah coming. and so is the aquaman sequel supposedly yeah. at the end of this uh this year right uh, yeah and so interestingly brian you are saying the exact same thing that frustrates so many people when there mm-hmm. is a regime change in that you know uh uh Disney buys Fox, lays off half the employees, right. replaces right. all of the people, you know, uh, uh, Warner Brothers gets out, bought out by Discovery and the new crew comes in and they wipe out everything that's come before so they can lay their own groundwork for their own thing. And everybody, of course, wants to have their say, their control on everything so that they're not beholden to things that are coming from the past and they're not measured against the things that have come in the past. Yes. Yes. And exactly. so that's that's the main reason why a lot of this happens at not just these big entertainment companies, but every company around. You know, uh, you know, a new president comes into your your company and mm-hmm. the first thing that they're going to do is say, well, we need to fire these these people or these things because I need to make my <laughs> yeah, let me let me be clear. Uh when I'm when I'm given the keys to the DCU to uh you know to completely overhaul everything, uh not firing anybody I mean, okay, yeah, I guess Cavill and uh, Gadot and uh, Godot and uh, uh, Zachary Levi, but nah, you're not going to be fine. Those guys will be fine. I'm not firing any of the people who rely on these jobs and need the work, but come on. Yeah, the Godot's, big actors are fine. Godot's going to be stuff. just fine. <laughs> yeah, she'll yeah. Have, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She'll have other yeah. things to do. As long as she doesn't try and do another cover of uh, Imagine, uh, she'll, be, she'll be great. She'll be oh, that was a heinous thing. That was one of my worst things. My least favorite things in the pandemic was that. That was one of them. I hated it. Oh, and she meant well. She did it for the right reasons, but it was just... uh, No, I don't blame her. Plus, it was everybody. I mean, they all looked dumb. It was just... They really did, yeah. This was so tone deaf. It really was. Um, All right. There's that. Let's talk about McFarland Toys always making cool stuff, and they released a Mr. Freeze action figure that is damned impressive. This is not Arnold Schwarzenegger. This great. Yeah. Let me pull this (laughs) up. I don't know what to say. I I mean, McFarland Toys for years has been the top dog when it comes to action figures. Uh, Certainly, you can look at Hot Toys that do one-six scale figures and uh, Gentle Giant, which does highly detailed statues. But when it comes to action figures... McFarlane has has got it nailed. He goes in and, and sculpts these things mm-hmm. uh, two to three times larger than the actual um, uh, action figure will be so that when you shrink it down, it retains all the detail. And to see this, it kind of looks a little bit 
Arnold Schwarzenegger. Little uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it totally does. That's well, that was my first thought, except for obviously the costume, very different. But right, right. But yeah, definitely the uh, the armor that he's wearing is very different from what people uh, think of from maybe the Batman animated series or yeah. something like that. But well, it's still very impressive. He's always been so skinny and wiry and stuff mm-hmm. like that until Schwarzenegger uh, did the <laughs> did the character. And yeah. I really like, you know, why can't Mr. Freeze be swole? Why can't he be bulked up and... Uh, Look like a gym bro wearing a wearing some awesome body armor. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, certainly there's theories to that. Certainly not something you would see with McFarlane toys, but yeah. um, in prior years, you know, most action figures would all have the same sculpt. So if you go back and look at your He-Man yeah. collection, they all got the same torso, <laughs> the same, the same body, different same heads, body, yes. different heads. So yeah. if you can just stamp that out, it makes it very easy. So it would not surprise me that if you've had a Batman line that's being stamped out, that you would just do the same thing with Mr. Freeze or the Joker or whoever. Uh, mm-hmm. When in reality, that's probably not it. But yeah, if you like a if you like a buff Mr. Freeze, mm-hmm. uh, then certainly grab your buff Mr. Freeze. If you like your icicles a little skinnier, uh, then there's certainly other figures out there. But yeah. McFarland toys. That's uh, what they do. They make this be- one just they looks make, great. Yeah, they make beefy toys. They don't usually make skinny guys. Yeah. Let me ask you this, uh, um, uh, Stephen. Yes. Over there in the DC universe, you got two cold villains. You got Mister Freeze and you got Captain Cold. Correct. Where do you stand? Should they just get rid of one of those two idiots and just stick with one cold villain? You yeah, know what this, I mean. This- I mean, <laughs> this world ain't warm enough for the both of us. <laughs> I mean, we've also got a number of heat villains. We've also got, I mean, every, every yeah. universe has multiples of these. We've got, you know, Marvel's got Iceman and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who else does uh, Does Marvel have? A, I mean, I'm Who's sure there are like ice guy. Got another ice guy. D list ice characters, but yeah, why yeah. am I not thinking of any of them? Well, and Captain Cold's kind of D list now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Hasn't, he hasn't I, cool I like since. Captain Cold a little bit more just because he's a little bit more of a character. And this is one of the things that like Mark Wade did when his with his run of the Flash is like, why do all of these villains have to be bad? Yeah. What happens if because of Wally West's good nature, he is able to kind of reform these characters. And so we saw this in the Flash TV show where Captain Cold starts to turn around and become a hero and then goes off to the um uh, what's the time travel uh, show? Uh, he did that and be- and died a hero. We saw it, we see that with Pied Piper in the comics and those kinds of things. For, so for that reason, I kind of like Captain Cold more than Mister Freeze, who is until the the animated series where we find out about uh, Heart of Glass that episode where uh, he accidentally froze his wife and everything is driving him to you know restore her. Um, then suddenly you have a little bit more of a story for mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze, but you know, for years he was just kind of like, you know, I used to see you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I do like stealing, the stealing stuff. The Harley Quinn animated, uh, Mr. Freeze who spoiler alert, no longer with us, but, uh, that he froze his wife. And this is what I think is the real, uh, lore is that he froze his wife because she was dying of a rare disease and yes. uh-huh. he was waiting, waiting to thaw her out when there was a cure and, yeah. yeah, they touched yeah. on that in the uh, what was that one that I always loved and I always forget the name of the damn thing, the, the Gotham City police one. Uh, Gotham oh, City. Oh, DCPD. DCPD. They had a whole Mr. Freeze arc in there and they mm-hmm. touched on the wife stuff and that's that was weirdly consistent with the comedy <laughs> version yeah. of him, yeah. that other one. Um, well, alright, look, I just want them to fight. Can they fight? Have they ever done that? Have we ever gotten those two to just toe-to-toe? Captain toe? Cold versus... Uh... I, I don't think they've ever fought. They have teamed up before. This would have been in mid-early 2000s. 
series. I would have to go back and, and do some research, but there was a whole thing where like all the cold villains uh, teamed up, like the icicle uh, is a villain. <laughs> Chilblain. Uh, yeah, Chilblain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so where they all teamed up to do uh, bad things. Wow. Hmm. Well, sometimes cold is gold or something. <laughs> Uh, well, there you go. There's a there's an update on some of the New Year's uh, business going on. And um, if James Gunn is right and it's going to take 10 years to see the fruition of the changes they're making, um, I try not to think about how old I'll be then. But uh, that makes sense, right? You can't do all this overnight. You can't. End well, yeah. So, I mean, think about it. If you're going to certainly Batman, they're not going to do uh, much with Batman. I mean, they may reboot it or tell another story or whatever. But Batman's kind of a we could release one of these every two years and we'll be OK. Yeah. But I hope we I hope we finally get with James Gunn at the helm. I hope we finally get a Batman origin story. Oh, yeah. yeah I want, I, I stuff really about the alleyway and the shooting and stuff. I hope we get that. Yeah, I yeah. know it would be fine. It would be great to finally see that on the big. Yeah. Screen. If they really want to get me, get the pearls falling and bouncing all over the street yeah. i need that yeah. oh please yeah. do that that'd yeah. be great <laughs> but if you think another, about, another uh, another cold character that's uh, joey chill yeah but if you think about it by the time you have a movie that comes out let's say a movie comes out today and it does incredibly well but you haven't been planning a series of three although today most studios plan for a series of three Let's say that that one movie is popular. Well, in order to get the second movie out, it's about two years for that one to come out. So that's 2025. Then if that one's successful, another two years after that, 2027. So, yeah, you're looking at, you know, four to ten years to build a big franchise of movies that are going to be successful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's this is this is a rebuilding time is what it is. It's like when the mm-hmm. so they told me when the Utah Jazz lost uh, Carl Malone <laughs> and John Stockton. They've yeah. been telling me that ever since. Oh, it's what they've pretty much said uh, the entire season of the Broncos this yeah. year. <laughs> oh, it's a rebuilding year. It's like, uh, is a rebuilding year code for a rebuilding two decades? Like, what are we doing? I guess right. the Broncos haven't been that bad for that long, but the Jazz have. Not for that long, no. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Jazz are actually pretty good, but they just Jazz are keep, still playing? Yeah, they're just not quite there. <laughs> just night, They always, it's within reach, and then they get there, and they go, oh, shit, and then they lose it. And we even got yeah. those cool black uniforms now. I don't know why I'm talking about sports all of a sudden, but there it is. Yeah, I, I haven't followed uh, basketball since the Kansas City Kings left. Oh, well, oh. was that before your time? When was that? Was, no, that was like 78 or yeah, something. Yeah, I was like going to say, it was forever ago. <laughs> Aren't they the Washington Senators now or something? <laughs> <laughs> the Generals, that'd be cool. The generals. Anyway, uh, so there you have it. Uh, Stephen, always good to talk to you and catch up. What's going on in the new year over there, Major Spoilers? Uh, we are retooling a bunch of things and fine-tuning stuff and we are still going strong as we enter year 17 and so i hope everyone sticks with us yeah and 17 years is amazing how do you guys manage to uh, have a lot of water around and stuff why, why is that important to you uh because everybody should stay hydrated <laughs> okay Boy, i really softballed that one <laughs> to you this time <laughs> bye now you did uh well done yeah. hey we got another phone call to play Yay! This, Look, is a, this is great. Bookending our show with phone calls. I love it. That's right. This one's about verbal ticks. Here you go. Hey, TMS boys. I'm driving down I-55 between Memphis and Jackson and uh, listening to y'all worried about verbal ticks and this and that and that the da You know, you get like tens of thousands of downloads and one person mentions the thing that they notice. I wouldn't worry about it too much. You know, uh, everybody's got these little ticks. Somebody noticed it and then thought to write in. I, don't worry about it. Do your thing. You guys are great. Love the show. Bye. Yeah, his, <laughs> his point is well taken, which is uh, um, the person with the tick might be the one who can't stand hearing Brian say, yeah, or me uh, mispronounce oh, a word or sure. whatever. Whatever it is. 
Everybody does it. Oh, you know? totally. And I would hardly call my, yeah, yeah, uh, a verbal tick and more like just a, that's just a thing I do. It's just like, a thing it's you just do. A, yeah. Yeah. A I, I do have full control over it. Uh, <laughs> the rate says says both. Yeah, that's a verbal. Both. That's a weird. Both I wouldn't call it a tick either. It's yeah. just a effed up way I say things. Yeah. But you know what? This guy's right. I take his advice seriously. Yes, exactly. Um, here's one final note. This is a text, I believe. Yes, it is from a listener named No Name. He didn't leave a name. It says, finally figured out something that's been bugging me for a little while now. The pot metal band. I think he meant, I'm not sure why I said pot, but pot no, metal no, band no. ghost. You think he meant hot? I think maybe hot. I don't know. Uh, maybe they call the kettle black. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. So I'll read it the way he wrote it. The pot metal band ghost has always sounded a little odd to me. Um, I finally figured out who this, why, and this, the singer sounds a little like Weird Al Yankovic. Okay, so I've got a little clip here. We're going to test yeah. it. Yeah. Let's see if he does. Here we go. I can hear it. <laughs> totally hear it. Yeah, good old Papa Emeritus. Although I don't know who he was for that song. He's been so many different things over the years, but... Uh, yeah, right Cardinal now. Copia, Papa Meritus. It's almost always like a Pope looks looking like guy. Guido Sarducci these days. <laughs> Ghost band. Let's see. Is there a way to see what he's doing right now? Uh, Tobias Forge is the guy's name. Yeah, they're, they're sure there is. Because uh, all these are I mean, I'm sure he's working on another Ghost album. There's so many Popey pictures here. That's right, yeah. Tobias, without his makeup, by the way, Tobias Forge looks like um, that guy that always is... Uh, uh, reviewing ice skating routines with Tara Lipinski. <laughs> Wait a minute, I gotta look now. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, he does. He does. Johnny Weir. Uh, yes, <laughs> these guys are Swedish, looks- right? Swedish? Huh? These Swedish band Ghost? Are they Swedish? Um, yes, I think so. Are yeah. They? Okay. Oh yeah, there it is. Not that it matters. I just thought that was interesting. Um. Okay, well, there you go. That's uh, the, uh, you know what? It does sound like Weird Al. I'll give it to you, a little bit. Yeah, not not yeah. like a not like, like entirely. Ghost. Still good, right? It's oh, not so sure. distracting. Ghost, Ghost PC. We did an episode all about Ghost on uh, Soundography, and it was one of the biggest surprises how much I liked Ghost. And I think it is a lot because the weird signal sounds like Weird Al Yankovic and doesn't just sound like your typical screaming heavy metal singer that I don't like. That was my Hatfield impersonation right there. Yeah. All right, let's get to these patrons that we got. We got some new ones. Three of them. Yeah. Three brand new people. Uh, new went to year, new patrons. New I people. Love I love it. Patreon.com slash TMS. Uh, we have now welcomed Peter, James, <laughs> and AM. Uh mm. Which, what does AM radio stand for? I always forgot what the AM stood for. Oh, amplitude, amplitude Ampli- modulation. Is that it? What was PM? PM is portable. Well, PM is not radio. PM is pro, not, uh, prime, post-meridian? Post, post-prime Sorry, meridian? I meant, I meant um, what FM is FM? Is frequency modulation. There we go. That's it. The AM, FM, PM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my mind there for a second. Anyway, James, uh, James, Peter, and AM, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. If you would like to be yeah. a part of the fun over there, you can very easily just go to patreon.com slash TMS. And as a reminder, you get all kinds of extras over there, including no commercials ever, pre-show content every day, couch parties on the weekend, art in the mail, and many other great be- monthly benefits that can only be yours if you sign up today. And you can do it on the cheap for as low as a dollar a month. Mm-hmm. Cheap. 
do it. What are you, come on. You're not going to miss that dollar. You could even up it to $5. You're not going to miss that $5 no. every month. And it'll mean, it'll mean so much to us. It means like a it's, lot it's to almost us. Like, it's kind of the monetary way of saying, I love you, Scott and Brian. Oh. And I want you uh, to, to keep doing this show forever. Yeah. So uh, hand, make hand, it your New Year's resolution to throw us some, some monthly money. Yeah. Think of it as a, ro- a single rose in your teeth. As you and if you're like, us. oh, you guys already give me so much content. I can't keep up with it. I can't, like, I can't keep up with now getting the pre-show and all this other bonus stuff with uh, TMS. Don't worry, you can still support us, and you don't have to listen to all that extra content. No, it's there for you if you want it. It's there if you want it. The extras are there, whether you want them or not. Uh, exactly. So thank you for that. Everything else is at frogpants.com/tms. Song requests, all that stuff. So go check that out. Speaking of which, probably have one today. What do you got? I do! Uh, this one comes to us from Andrew Helm. Uh, one of my other news resolutions is to um, maybe go get another, uh, go visit the eye doctor. I just got a text from them uh, over the holidays saying, it's time to schedule your eye appointment. Come back. Like, I think I might have to. Do you think you're- uh, my dearest Brian and Scott, this coming Monday, today, sees my completion of 46 turns around our sun. Oh my gosh. Cue the birthday clip. Oh yeah, shit. Hold on. Love playing this now. Let's party. (laughs) For many of them, it sounds like a real, is that a real fart? It's a real fart. That's not my fart, but it's a real fart. Well, all right. I want citation. Citation needed. I can get it. Uh, Sees my completion of 46 turns around our sun. For many of them, I've been a Nightwish fan, and their most current singer, Fleur Jansen, has been their best in my humble opinion. She's done a few covers, such as Frozen 2's Into the Unknown, which even at 46 still feels quite appropriate as I grow forever grumpier as time goes on. Mm. If you could play this or find a great Fleur Jansen or Nightwish cover, that would be awesome. Keep up the great work uh, you two do as my daily listen to work since the early 400s. Boy, that's a, it feels like we've been doing it for centuries when mm-hmm. you describe it like that. 400 BC. Have a hmm, sausage for me, and there ain't no snow down under, yo. Oh, uh, I don't know what that means, but I can do this. I don't either. I yeah. can do the one bit. Um, wait, that was sausage, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shit, where is it? I have the long one here. No. Nope. Sausage. See, still longer. It totally is. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely is. I yeah. don't know how that you're just stretching out the tape every single time you play it. Sure. Uh signed Andrew uh, AK Asher 77 in chat the rare times that he's able to attend. All right. Well, let's get to that exact one that uh he, that Andrew wanted to hear. This is a single that Fleur released in 2021. It's a cover of the song from from Frozen 2, which I still have yet to see. I guess I need to finally watch that. Is this uh, the one that has Aurora in the beginning of it? The the song. What's the name of the song? I don't know. Oh, um, or oh, the one you're about to I, like play. Like you said, I haven't seen it, so I can't tell you what song is in the beginning of Frozen. 2. Oh, wow. Okay, so there's a song where she does like a thing, mm-hmm. and then and then the Let It Go lady picks it up and sings it from there. But Aurora does that little little bit at the beginning. Anyway, sorry, mm-hmm. just a little right. side note because cool. I heard it recently. I think so that's I probably this. See what is it? Strange Planet. What's the new one that? Uh... That they just released. I I Uh, I gotta see that one too. All right. Anyway, hey, let's get to this one. Here's Into the Unknown uh, by Fleur Jansen from a single that she released in 2021.
while lovers hold. There's a thousand reasons I should go about my day and ignore your whispers, which I wish would go away. I don't, I'm spoken for, I fear So I make a big mistake Or are you someone out there Who's a little bit like me Who knows deep down I'm not where I'm meant to be Every day's a little harder As I feel my power grow Don't you know this part of me That loves to go Into the unknown Into the This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.